Hello, and welcome to Just Another Real Estate Podcast, where we'll speak with Arizona's most successful real estate professionals to better understand their business, current market conditions, team and business building strategies, successes, and challenges. This podcast is brought to you by Dwell Inspect Arizona with your host, Sean Garvey. Welcome to Just Another Real Estate Podcast. Um, Today, my host with me, my host, My guest is Teresa Franco with the Jason Mitchell Group. Uh, Teresa, thank you so much for making the time today uh, to join me, and we're really excited to have you here. Let's uh, let's talk uh, about your business. Let's talk about real estate. All right. Thank you for having me, Sean. I appreciate it. I know there's a lot of great agents out there that uh, we all know in the industry, so I'm honored to be here. Thank you. Oh, thank you. No, this is a lot of fun. We've uh, we've had the pleasure to work together um, for the last I don't know four years four or five years or so um, developed a, a friendship relationship on on top of that as well and and you've always been a, a great resource so we're really happy to have you uh, on the the podcast um, so let's talk about you a little bit um, tell us tell us a little bit about yourself where you're from um, and how'd you get into your path of the real estate business sure thing so I'm born and raised here in Arizona. Um, real estate has always been something that I've been interested in, very intrigued in. Um, I actually got into the industry through a friend of mine who ended up being my uh, original mentor. Mm -hmm. I would always pick his brain before I even considered going to real estate school, always asking questions. And one day he was like, you know what? I think you would be a really good agent, you know? go to school, get your license. Um, Some people just kind of have that it factor for real estate. And I think that's you. So I think that would be a good idea. Um, So finally I did. This was back when my son was one years old. I went to school, finished all my classes, never ended up taking the courses, the tests, the exams. Um, Was dealing with some postpartum um, health issues autoimmune related that I needed to get through. And I just didn't feel at that time I could focus, give all my focus to um, jumping into the real estate industry. Sure. So fast forward two years, by the way, if you're thinking about becoming a real estate agent, don't be me. Um, Don't (laughs) take the test, take the tests immediately because all of that stuff will just be lost um, out of your mind. So finally, fast forward to 2018, I decided, all right, Now's the time, my health's in check. Um, I feel like this is a good time to get back on track. Sat down for a couple months, went back through the book, uh, passed my exams, and here we are. Yeah. Awesome. Yes. So one of the things I heard you mention was that you you talked about your um, intrigue or interest in the real estate industry. And that's that's not a given passion. How did you find that you were drawn into the real estate industry as you were working in your previous careers? Sure. Yeah. Uh, Real estate is one of those careers. It's very service related. My background has always been in the customer service related industry since I started working at the age of 15. I worked in retail. Um, I was a server in the service industry. I think that um, in order to be successful in real estate, you have to have that customer service type of um, spirit. 
I think they always say everybody that does well in industry probably came from some sort of service industry, uh, restaurant field, or even teachers. And I think that's mm. what kind of drew me into that. So, yeah, I 100% agree. A lot of the um, successful people that that we've had the opportunity to talk to have made that journey um, or made that next step into real estate. Uh, you know, the service industry is great um, and it, it's good for a long term. Um, but a lot of people need to evolve out of that. It's it's great for um, developing a lot of high pressure skills um, to think quickly and to really be um, to provide, as cliche as it sounds, good service. Um, you may have noticed a lot of our team comes out of the service industry too, because um, we like having that service mentality first. Yes. Um, so tell me about your transition. You mentioned. Um, you worked with a mentor. Uh, what does the first, you know, six months of real estate look like? It's, it's not an easy, well, for a lot of people, it's not an easy transition. How was it for you? Honestly, they, uh, you don't really learn much in school about how it is a big field. You kind of pass your exams, you're all excited and they're like, all right, go little bird fly (laughs) Um, Find your way. You really do start learning once you're out there in the field, uh, closing your first couple deals out there. It's it's scary at first, but but really the best way to learn is just to get out there and do it. Yeah. And how did you um how did you find the structure to build in your business? Um, you know, presumptively with with working in the service industry, like it's pretty simple, right? Like you go up to a client, a client, you go up to a customer sitting at a table and you say, Hey, how can I help you? Um, and they say, you know, give me a drink and you go to the bar and get them a drink, then they hopefully tip you, right? Generously tip your service. Um, but you get out of school, you know how to maybe fill out a form, but how do you go out and get clients and and um, uh, sell them a house? <laughs> it's a little bit harder. <laughs> it is, yeah. You have to find those clients. Well, your first year coming out, for me, I, uh, you know, you hit up your sphere of influence, um, all of your friends. Okay your family, um, and keep those relationships going, but eventually that runs out. So you have to really focus on, uh, the building of relationships aspect. And most of my business and clients have come from referrals. Yeah. That, that's a wonderful place to get it. Uh, you know, instead of spending money on, on lead acquisition and such. Um, I'm a big believer in momentum when you're first starting to, um, you know, I've talked with a lot of new inspectors about that and, and like, you just have to get out there and get the ball rolling, um, and get your first sale and your first sale turns into your second sale and your second sale. And it just keeps rolling no matter whether it's, um, for you guys, whether it's a, you know, a small condo or a luxury house, each opportunity just has to keep rolling for us. You know, it's one inspection turns into two inspections, two inspections turns into five and it just keeps growing. Right. Yeah. So once you run out of your sphere of influence, you got to meet new people, right? Right. Yeah. How do you, um, how, how have you built, how have you gone outside of your sphere of influence to continue growing in your, um, your business and, and continue to, um, keep selling houses? I use mostly, uh, social media marketing. Mm, Interesting. Um, Yeah. Just organic, organic leads at this point. Tell me, tell me what your, do you have a strategy when it comes to um, social media marketing? I mean, you're definitely active on there and I've seen, you know, certainly you and your family in there um, sprinkled in with some houses. Is that, 
Is that kind of the goal? Yeah, I try not to make it all real estate, real estate in your face. Um, right. People want to know about about you and your background and your family and your hobbies. Um, I like to mostly keep it authentic with a sprinkling of real estate in here and there. Um, but yeah, I like, um, you know, building those organic relationships. So. And do you find that, um, are you just kind of a, what is it? Um, there's private and then there's, I guess it's not private in social media. And do you mm -hmm. leave it as, as unprivate and people are reaching out to you through those resources as you're, as you're building it? Exactly. Facebook and uh, Instagram have been my biggest lead sources right now. Interesting. Yeah. Um, do you, are you using specific hashtags or is it just kind of the networks that you've had through the years? The networks of, you know, working in service related fields, fields throughout the years and um, building on top of that. Interesting. I would not have, have guessed, uh, specifically Facebook seems to be kind of, um, uh, not passe, that's not quite yet, but, but it seems to be draining in popularity too, but it sounds like it's been a great resource for you. Yeah. I think in order of, uh, social media platforms, it's Facebook, Instagram, and then you have the TikToks. Um, yeah. TikTok something I'm probably going to start working on soon, but I just want to, you know, focus on those two instead of being a little bit all over the place. Yeah. Um, TikTok is huge. It is. Um, you know, my light bulb moment was, was when we, we did an interview, we have, um, we have an assistant that's um, stationed in the Philippines and um, we were going to add another um, but we decided to hold off for a little bit as, as you know, um, the market is starting to shift a little bit. And one of the questions that, that you know, it's a traditional um, um, interview question. You say, hey, what do you do if um, you don't, or if you have something comes up and you don't know the answer to it? And we asked that in, I think, three or four interviews. And um, almost everybody said they go to TikTok um, and they'll find the answer on TikTok. And I thought that was really powerful that it's not just um, uh, people dancing. <laughs> <laughs> I actually just used it last night. I was making pasta on my stove and the, the water spilled over, burnt. And I'm like, I know there has to be a remedy to get this off. Sure enough, went to TikTok. No kidding. And lemon. <laughs> no <laughs> kidding. Yeah, found it on TikTok. As opposed to going, because I still, I mean, I personally still gravitate towards going to YouTube. Um, Mm -hmm. But your first impulse was to go to TikTok to to find interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Um, so somebody reaches out to you on these social media platforms. They say, hey, I'm interested in buying a house. Or you, you have to have um, some people. Are you, is, are you leery of some people when they reach out to you? Or is it is it generally pretty easy to like scout past them and make sure that they're real people and, and that it'd be a safe meeting, I suppose. Oh yeah. Safety first. Um, my intuition yeah. is pretty on point. So you can always tell um, yeah. going to go or if it's a, you know, fake person, but, um, but yeah, I, you just have to use your best judgment. So you're digging through to make sure that somebody who's reached out to you is, is um, a viable candidate. Exactly. And most of the time their referrals or so-and-so or a friend of a friend referred me or told me to find your 
Instagram and message you and here here we are. So interesting. Do you have any resources to to make sure that they're they're okay if it's totally random or do you just ignore them if there's no like if it's not a warm introduction? Yeah, if it seems off, I'll just completely yeah, pa- pass it by. You can Got tell. It. Yeah. Yeah. Because sometimes, you know, as realtors, our information is so public, you kind of got to weed through what doesn't feel right. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I, I would imagine that it's um, your phone numbers on your signs and on the internet. And, and um, you know, that's that's one of the old adages, right? Like, don't, don't keep me a secret as a real estate agent or even a home inspector, right? Please right. don't keep me a secret. But that's your personal number that you're giving out. Exactly. So tell me about uh, some of the resources that you've implemented to help grow your business. Okay, uh, sure. I would say um, investing in coaching. Um, I have invested in a marketing coach in the past and um, my brokerage offers some great resources um, we have weekly coaching from our CEO, Jason Mitchell. He mm-hmm. also has us go um, through, offers mindset coaches. Uh, we have some of those Zoom meetings and I always try to catch them when I can. Uh, so valuable. You always pick up some golden nuggets um, in each of those meetings. And I'm never sorry that I took the time out of my day uh, to catch them. So a lot of um, mindset shift resources yeah coaching is an interesting one um it's i have we i i'm part of a coaching group as well um or i'm being coached in a coaching group as well um and and i appreciate the fact that you said it's it's always valuable to invest the time um because it's not a waste of time to to not do the business to better yourself um well, I'm interested in two things that you mentioned, but one being a marketing coach and then, or the notes that I put down, one being a marketing coach and one being a mindset coach. And I kind of like to dive in what, what a marketing coach can provide you and then also what a mindset coach is. So tell me about um, what does a marketing coach teach you? Um, have you heard of John Story? No. Actually, I don't want to talk about him because I, I uh... <laughs> <laughs> can we do mind shift? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, so I'm I'm intrigued by your your mention of coaching. Um, I think it's a valuable resource uh, to, that a lot of people don't take the time to use because they're so busy in their life or so, so busy in their business, um, and you have to slow down and listen to somebody else. It feels like a it seems like a waste of time, but you always develop something out of it when you spend the time to work on yourself. Um, tell me about the details of your, of your mindset, mindset coach, mindset coach. Sure. Yeah. Um, it, it's very simple. It's a simple concept, but something that all of us as humans, as parents, as, uh, you know, busy real estate professionals, uh, that have a lot going on, it's easy to, uh, neglect your mind and your number one, um, and keeping yourself healthy. Um, you know, it's something that I've been working at a lot lately. If I'm not right with my mind, then I'm not a good mom. Uh, I'm not a good sister. I'm not a good daughter. Um, you know, I'm not a good realtor. So getting that mind right is so important. 
do you do you physically go to a class or is this did you say this is like a offered by your brokerage did i catch that uh-huh. okay. yeah, i catch the zoom the zoom meetings that we that's have that's so creative yes that's so creative um i love that and and as a result you feel like you're you're it's bettered yourself and so you can be better with your clients and then more present with your family and such too exactly it's so important to um get that mind right yeah and is it help has it helped like um you know the real estate business um has how do i say this has difficulty with boundaries um meaning that um that since it is a service business um, it has the ability to kind of take over your life, right? Um, has it helped you set boundaries and and create, you know, like, hey, from five to seven, family time or something like that, you know, or or, or has it helped you to create structure and be able to say, um, not today or not right now? <laughs> <laughs> I know, absolutely, uh, especially with the market we had been in the past two years when everything yeah. was so crazy, it was a mad dash to get to the new listing uh, to get there to see it before it had 30 offers. And, yeah. um, you know, we couldn't keep on at that pace we were all on. And um, I welcome the the shift that we're in and in this balance that we are in right now. Uh, we were tired, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, it, you do have to create some sort of boundaries and, uh, you know, try not to be attached to your phone. Um, I try to cut it off by about 6.30 or 7. Mm-hmm. My phone just automatically goes into do not disturb mode. And I will peek at it throughout the night. If it's something urgent, you know, don't get me wrong, I'll respond. But if it's something that can wait until the morning, we'll handle it in the morning. Sure. And I, I would imagine that your need, I've never, I've never guided a real estate transaction. It usually... I'm usually done at the inspection part, but I would imagine as it gets closer, there are pivotal pivotal moments where you need to be more attentive to your clients and then you can back off a little bit. And then, um, so I would imagine your, your urgency or your, your balance on the phone can be, um, guided depending on the time. Absolutely. You know, once you're past inspection and, you got the appraisal back and everything's good to go and you're just kind of waiting for the loan to be finished and for closing date. Yeah. You can kind of settle down past there. Good. Um, you mentioned being in a crazy market. Let's, let's talk about a little bit what you're seeing right now. You said it's a little more balanced market. Um, what does that mean for you and your clients right now? Yeah, absolutely. And like I said, I welcome the shift. It's still a great time to buy. It's still a time to sell. Um, all of the clients who I had pipeline, who quite a few of them couldn't get their offers accepted the past year and a half, or even at the beginning of this year, who didn't have you know the financial resources to offer significantly over asking to um, fulfill a huge gap in purchase price in the event of a low appraisal, um, who couldn't waive all of their contingencies and ask for no repairs. Now it's their time to shine. Um, yeah. We have um, now we're able to show our negotiation skills for our clients. Um, you know, uh, get all of our repairs requests granted, and even get some sellers to offer some concessions so they can be creative with that. Especially with um, how high interest rates are, they can yeah. use 
for their closing costs if they need to or to buy down their interest rate. So that's pretty powerful. Um, yeah, you're you're 100 right. I mean, I think we just did a reinspect yesterday um, that had the buyer asked for something like 40 items to be repaired. Wow. Um, and that's that's a pretty stiff. I'm not saying that it that can happen in every circumstance, but that to me looks like a pretty stiff negotiation. Oh yeah. Um, and um, and so that's that's a strong buyer market indicator in my opinion right because um, yeah. we haven't seen that for a while there's maybe one two things maybe if it was really bad there'd be a deeper conversation but exactly. for a while it was just forget you there's another buyer right behind you mm -hmm. yeah before we did not have the luxury and like you said if it's something detrimental new roof or you know right. he is just shot yeah, of course, that's a different conversation, but I'm curious to know how that one went over with, you know, that many items on the repair request. But hey, now's the time. Uh, things are sitting on the market and we're finding a lot more sellers uh, motivated to sell. So good for yeah. them. Yeah. Do you think at this point you'll probably get a better quality house too as a result? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. You're like I said, you have sellers more realistic about the state of the market, um, more mm -hmm. realistic about their asking prices. Um, they're, they're more willing to cooperate and to get their house sold. So, yeah. Um, do you think that, I mean, we, we've gone from, you know, in a short amount of time, we'll call it 2000 houses on the market. Now we have about 18,000 or so as of today. Um, it actually might be higher. I don't, I don't really know. Um, but do you think that that all those eighteen houses, eighteen thousand houses, are are priced, or are they stuck at kind of the top level prices, or you know, are we starting to see a lot more price adjustments as it's coming down? We are, we are. There's around um, probably a little over twenty thousand now. Is it on okay. the market? Yeah, um, but yeah, we are seeing sellers just be more realistic about their ask prices, um, uh -huh. their prices. And if the house is sitting, we're seeing some price reductions. Um, the best thing to do is stay ahead of the market. If it's just sitting with no showing action, hey, let's uh, reevaluate, take a look and drop it down a little to kind of promote some action. But yeah, we're, we're seeing some price reductions. From a, from a strategic standpoint, do you think it's, it's maybe better to come in a little under the market at this point to, to gain activity? I mean, it, it seems like people are, are, chasing it's not quite a falling knife but um you know they're they're chasing a, a number that's dropping almost on the daily right now right yeah that is a nice strategy um i always go into listing presentations or talks with my sellers and give a few different ways to approach it uh, depending yeah. on the urgency for the seller that could be a, a nice strategy to kind of create a little bit of a bidding war to get it priced up to where we think it, where it would appraise. Um, but it always depends on what the seller situation and their urgency, if they have some time for it to kind of hang out on the market or if they're um, urgent, maybe they're relocating and they need it, they need it gone. Need it gone quick. That's an interesting um, uh, strategy. I, I appreciate that you bring in alternatives and take into point, take into account what 
what somebody may need for their individual sale. And and I also don't mean to sound doom and gloom. I think I think we do have a primary primarily balanced market at this point. Um, you know, there's been a lot of interesting things, but their buyers are still out there and and houses are still moving and selling. Um, and so I, I would agree with you. It's it's um, for us trying to run an inspection business. It's a lot less pressure because mm-hmm. um, you know everybody on your end they had maybe ten day inspection period, um, but they're like, we need it in the first day. <laughs> you know, like we need an inspection yesterday. Yeah. Um, we didn't, or people were even booking when they didn't have the house. We have a strong offer on a house. Um, <laughs> can we have an inspection on, on Thursday? And we would even they wouldn't tell us that. And we'd reach out to a listing agent and they'd be like, oh, we, we don't even have an accepted offer on the house. We have 75 offers and we'd have to call back and be like, uh, we'll try and get it then. <laughs> yeah, um, it's madness. So, yeah, it, it's a way healthier market. Um, you know, it's, it's, uh, I think it's more meaningful in, the, in this moment too, because everybody gets to do their job appropriately. Exactly. Um, like I said, now's our time. We're able to show our negotiation skills and, you know, um, work the best we can on behalf of our clients. And how are you, how are you helping clients to win in this environment? Um, you know, you, you, you've been selling some houses. How do you, how do you guide them through the situation? There's, there's certainly some uneasiness about the interest rates. There's certainly some uneasiness about the price. Um, what does it look like for you when you're having these conversations with buyers or even sellers? Yeah. Our job, number one, I think is real estate agents is to educate our clients. Uh, You mentioned the doom and gloom uh, because you know what's out there in the media, all the doom and gloom um, because that's what gets views and that's what gets clicks. But the reality is um, it's not all doom and gloom. So our job is to educate our clients appropriately and guide them in the correct direction. That's awesome. Um, and you seem to have a lot of um, repeat clients as well. Um, how have you? How do you go about continuing the conversation after you hand over the keys? Um, how do you? And then they're referring you other clients. How are you building these successful relationships? Oh, by keeping in touch. Uh, yeah. Once I. Client, yeah, I have, and this is something I learned in coaching. Um, I have them fill out a form, uh, just a little get to know me form. Your birthday, where are you from? What are your kids' names? Uh, do you have pets? What are your pets' names? Uh, you know, what's your anniversary? Keeping in touch on the house anniversaries. Um, uh-huh. Google spreadsheet is what I use right now. I I keep it simple. It's not the most sophisticated method, uh, but sure. it works. So yeah. Um, today, I have a client who purchased with me second quarter of this year. Today is her birthday. So um, simple things like remembering to short uh, shoot them a text message to say happy birthday, stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, that always uh, makes a big difference. Um, and it and it makes your business more predictable, I think, is, is to, to build based on referrals as opposed to lead acquisition through um, I don't know whatever the paths are these days, but it used to be Zillow. Yeah. Um, yep, go ahead. Yeah, Zillow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, how do you um, how do you help to differentiate yourself in a, a crowded market? There's there's a lot of real estate agents. Um, what helps to make you um, 
a better choice for your clients? Honestly, I just like to be myself. Um, yeah. First mentor said, just be yourself. Uh, that'll take you a long way. Uh, I'm always authentic. I'm always honest. Uh, I work with a ton of integrity. Uh, I always do what's right. And that seems to have taken me uh, far so far. Yeah. I mean, that, that makes a, that makes an entire difference or that makes a difference um, in the long run um, without a doubt. And that's what keeps getting you uh, referral agents. You, when we, when we talked about booking this, you, you definitely showed that the other day where um, you um, called and said that you wanted to use specifically a sewer scope um, with our team um, because it's the best thing for your clients to, to get a sewer scope. Um, and you know, and I know from experience that sewer soap can make the um, can make the transaction sometimes a little more difficult. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, it's the right thing for your clients because um, it can save them a lot of money. Absolutely. Yeah. I had an agent friend who had been in the industry for a long time and said, honestly, it was only up until the last five years or so when I started telling my clients, just get a sewer scope, even if it's a new build, no house is perfect. Um, it's just going to help you have some peace of mind and sleep better at night. Um, obviously, with the older houses, you obviously want to recommend that. Um, but yeah, it's a it's nice to have that peace of mind and just know that everything's good. Um, most of the time, it could be a simple issue, but sometimes it could be very costly uh, repairs. So it's nice to know what you could possibly be getting yourself into with purchasing a property with sewer issues. Yeah, yeah, it can the cost can add up really quick in that. Um, and it's a, I, in my opinion, I think it's a really important part of the inspection process as well. Um, what have you, uh, you know, as an agent, what do you like the most about home inspections? Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see here. I think that it's nice for uh, buyers, especially to learn everything, even going through my home inspection uh, you did it. Um, yeah, I did. So even going through my learned so much about the home, but, uh, but yeah, like I said, my, even my first time as an agent, my first buyer, uh, thank God it was family. Um, yeah. but I remember being, Whoa, this is overwhelming. Um, what does this mean? Or, you know, asking a lot of questions, but of course that's how you learn and grow. Um, but I like to be there and I'm I'm always present for the reviews just to keep my clients calm because everything, you know, you get this huge report and everything sounds so uh, scary, but it's mm -hmm. really not. So I think my favorite part is uh, keeping my clients calm and letting them know that here's the facts. There's always a solution and um, taking it from there. And what are um, what are some of the things that you like the least of, of the home inspection? Um, especially during the real estate process? Uh, the least. <laughs> We've question. got to ask the inverse question, right? <laughs> I know, right? Uh, yeah. Sometimes it could scare away buyers. I guess mm -hmm. it's the buyer's preference on what they feel is important to them or mm -hmm. um, what they would like done by the sellers before proceeding with yeah. using the property. But I think that Sometimes buyers can be a little bit, um, can sometimes be scared off by by certain things in the inspection. 
Um, but you guys have, and, and most home inspection companies have a great way of presenting the findings uh, without it sounding scary or devastating oh, or detrimental, but yeah. Yeah, it, I mean, it, I understand that it's, um, we certainly understand that it's a, a challenging moment in the real estate progress. Um, what do you do to help um, mitigate your client's expectations coming out of a, a home inspection? Like, what do you think, um, how do you keep them level-headed? What are some techniques that you use? Sure. Yeah, um, I pride myself on pretty much always being calm, cool, and collected. So if we're freaking out, if the buyer's freaking out and we're freaking out, it's not going to get us anywhere. So you just have to keep everybody calm, keep the emotions out of it, and uh -huh. level-headed one uh, in the situation. Yeah. And if your buyer says, um, you know, like, I want them to fix everything, is that, and is that a, is that a challenging conversation or... You say, well, might as well try and get them to to fix everything. <laughs> Sometimes you do have those type of clients. What I usually do is say, hey, the report's coming out tonight. Take a look at it. I'll take yeah. a look at it. Um, you know, we'll both take a deep dive into it. I'll make a list of what I think is important. You do the same and we'll kind of have a, have a meeting of the minds and you tell me uh, what's most important to you and what you would like to request for the sellers. Um, to rectify so and and that, then it from there that certainly comes with with experience right I mean you said your your first one was with your family and it was overwhelming and, and it sounds like you your process has matured as as you become more experienced in the business mm -hmm. <laughs> how do you encourage a new agent to get the, some of the experience that you've had um, so that they can better their business and, and kind of tighten up their own game Sure. I would say um, surround yourself with other successful people, uh, with other like-minded individuals. Um, you know, ask those questions, get a mentor. I always love to help uh, our new agents at JMG. Call me if you have any questions, even if it's a simple one, I'm always happy to help. Contract question, hey, you need me to uh, help run comps. But I would say, ask the questions. Don't be afraid. Um, and like I said, get a, get a mentor and invest in some coaching. Yeah, yeah, the coaching is definitely a big one. Um, mentor relationships are are certainly important too. We've we've kind of talked about it in the last couple of shows. Um, how do you develop that relationship with a mentor? Because um, not every you know mentors are usually busy, right? They're busy people. They're successful for a reason, um, and you have to come to them and ask them to create a unilateral partnership where you both benefit from it. Right. Yeah. I was lucky uh, for me. It was one of my good friends at mm -hmm. the time. Um, so that was kind of our, it came together organically. Um, but I think with those mentors, those people who like to be mentors, it's kind of their calling. So it's mm -hmm. a nice thing. It's um, you know, it's not something where they're going to be bothered by and they're, they're happy to help. Um, so it's just finding that right person who you fit with and who you feel comfortable with and going to and um, feeling comfortable asking questions and being vulnerable with. Awesome. Awesome. That's I appreciate your candidness in that. Um, 
and then you joined a team you joined a rather large team right um what was your what was your um draw to this um the jason mitchell group the large team that you're currently on and shall i say one of the top producers on the team too yeah jmg um jason mitchell he's built an incredible thing yeah. uh, i believe now he's in uh over 20 states 22 states 24 states um, brokerages around the United States. Wow. Actually, was doing fine. I was at um, another reputable brokerage, Realty Executives, just, uh-huh. you know, doing my thing. And I didn't even have any thoughts of leaving until I kind of got recruited over there and said, hey, oh, wow. yeah, you would do great over here. Have you explored um, any other brokerages? I think you would really thrive over here at JMG. Um, let's give it a talk. So, so met with uh, some of the higher ups there, and I've been at JMG for about a year now, and I've seen tremendous growth in my business. Yeah, is it hard to um, to leave from one brokerage to another? Um, you know, it it's not. Uh, I think I believe that there's some challenges involved in that. Is that correct? I mean, um, you got to change all your branding, and you got to change. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you do. Uh, you have to get, you know, all new signs, um, change everything on social media, all your contact. Um, but I think if you just, uh, at the end of the day, do what's best for you and keep that in mind, it's uh, whatever's best for your business um, and trust that you're making the right decision. Uh, it could be, you know, simpler um, than you know, it doesn't have to be as difficult as it, as it seems. Yeah. I guess that makes sense. I mean, if you know that if you're called to go to a better place, the small costs in the short term um, will be, will be definitely buried or will be, won't even be a factor in the long term. Um, what do you do when you're feeling um, stuck or unmotivated or even frustrated, let's say with the market, what, uh, what keeps you moving forward and growing your business? Um, having a mindset shift. I think we talked about this a little bit before getting yeah. out of the way, um, you know, getting rid of the, the fear or you know, scarcity mindset, um, you know, the letting go of limiting beliefs, and uh, just always remember to um, keep it pushing. Yeah, that's great advice. One of the things that you mentioned is, and I thought think was interesting, is, is that you used your mindset coach or mindset beliefs to eliminate self-limiting beliefs. Um, what are some self-limiting beliefs that a real estate agent might have and how do you accomplish or how do you get over that? Sure. Yeah, it's easy to... Oh, worry about, you know, where's, especially when you have a family um, to provide for, where's my next deal coming from, you mm-hmm. know, essentially in sales. Um, but, but yeah, I think if you stay the course and consistency, uh, be consistent, things will follow. So it, it's easy to um, get it, get in your own way and, uh, if you do all the things every day and working on, you know, follow up and your business and stay consistent, uh, you know, your business will follow. Interesting. And does that go back to your, does it start with like social media or finding 
you know, like how do you find stuff to talk about on social media? Um, is that like the first thing you do in the morning is you push some stuff out on social media and then go on with your day? Yeah. Uh, you talk about things, non-real estate related, um, uh -huh. on people's posts, you know, on their animals, wherever they were eating the past weekend. Uh, that way you're staying at top of mind when they're thinking about, um, you know, a time where they're going to need a real estate professional. Got so, it. Yeah. So you come through their feed and you say, Therese is a great option. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you, do you, have you read any books or listened to any podcasts that you've, um, you've, how you've, you've used to develop your business? Do you have any recommendations in that respect? Uh, not my business, more, um, a more mindset shift. Um, okay. This morning. Love yourself like your life depends on it. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Very simple concepts. Um, but of course, things that you get lost on and forget about, uh, stuff like that. Also reading a book by my aunt, my mom's sister. Okay. Um, hers is Dungbag Road, um, a personal account of de depression and recovery. Uh, uh -huh. But yes, yeah, interesting story about um, her life. So, but yeah, those are kind of my reads these days that I'm interesting. So you use um, a lot of self-discovery to propel your business into um, into higher um, higher levels. I should, I guess, is that right? Yes, yes, correct. Yeah, a lot of um, it's scary being an entrepreneur and um, you know running your own business and uh, getting out of your own way. So things like it. I love stuff like this. It sounds cliche, but it does definitely help. That's interesting. Um, cause I, I would say that I haven't gone in that route yet. Like I typically read a lot of business books and business strategy books and management books, um, and listen to podcasts that have to deal with successful business people and, and so on and so forth. Um, but I think I may explore some, some other, um, you know, mindset type stuff. And after we've had this conversation, uh, just to see, you know, the, um, that it see the correlation between the two, right. Cause you're, you're looking at stuff of building better structures and helping people better and coaching. Um, but maybe we should pull from some stuff, uh, on the outside to help you be a better or me be a better person too. Yeah. I love it. That's fascinating. Um, where can people find you when they, you know, where, where is Teresa found on the internet? Um, so that when you pop that you can become friends with them and they pop up in your feed and, and they see that it's the right opportunity for you. Sure. Yeah. You can find me on uh, Facebook or uh, just my name, Teresa Franco, or uh -huh. go ahead and find my Instagram, uh, Teresa.azrealtor on IG and my contact information is connected there. My cell phone number and my email address. And then how about the next uh, the next social media venture? Where do they find you on TikTok? <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's so funny. I don't even know what my TikTok uh, handle is because I haven't <laughs> did a video yet. But yes, that's next. Um, you could probably pop up if you search my name and AZ Realtor. <laughs> well, I'll be looking for that because that, that one's... Example, Sean. 
that one is is intriguing to me um and so i want to see you on tiktok the next time we talk and then that'll be that'll be the number one that you're talking about okay. <laughs> for sure uh teresa thank you so much for exploring exploring uh, spending some time with us today um sharing your journey uh, being authentic uh, i certainly appreciate the time that you spent today um can't wait to tell people about your story thank you sean thank you for having me thank you Thank you for listening to Just Another Real Estate Podcast. For the latest episodes, please subscribe and be sure to follow Dwell Inspect Arizona on Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. To contact Dwell Inspect Arizona, call us at 480-867-4599. If you'd like to be a guest on the podcast, email our team at office at dwellinspectaz.com.